bargain. India and China continue to issue conflicting maps as to the precise locations of their border in several different sectors where their armies continue to skirmish. Google Earth has heretofore made its maps outside national dictates, depicting disputed areas as such without taking sides. When it mistakenly ceded a disputed portion of the San Juan River to Costa Rica in 2010, however, Nicaragua almost declared war on one of the only countries in the world that has no army. Amusingly, borders change so constantly that they are themselves the best reminder that there is nothing permanent about maps. Indeed, over time, even the most basic cultural labels that we associate with the compass directions evolve in meaning. A quarter century ago, East meant the Soviet Union. The Cold War was often referred to as the East-West conflict. Yet today, nobody would place the label East over Russia. The real East is China-centric Asia, that contains over half the world's population and represents one-third of the global economy. Similarly, West used to refer to only the Judeo-Christian countries of Western Europe, or, more expansively, the members of the transatlantic NATO alliance. But today, when we speak of the West, we mean the European Union's almost 30 members, as well as North America, and even the entire South American continent, the third pillar of the Western world. And indeed, with many countries of the erstwhile South, meaning third world, such as India, growing faster than the West, the diplomatic bloc of the Southern Hemisphere has all but dissolved. Old world once meant Europe, and new world referred to the Americas. Now the West has become the old, while Asia is the new. As the reality of Asia's hyperdevelopment sank in for a recently arrived Western journalist in Singapore, he mused during our first conversation, Modernity now begins in the East and flows West. And in the coming generation, one identity that never really existed, Northern, is being born in the Arctic region as the zone of the Earth's sphere above 66 degrees north latitude becomes more populated as temperatures rise. Maps are the original and still most commonly used infographics. But pre-infrastructure maps are increasingly irrelevant in today's world. The corporate strategist Kenichi Omai thus claimed that maps are cartographic illusions because of how little they reflect our ability to overcome geographic distance through technology. In polite society, sins of omission are regarded as lies. The same should be true of maps. Concluding his exhaustive and eloquent survey of the history of cartography, The British historian Jerry Broughton sagely points to the paradox that we can never know the world without a map, nor definitively represent it with one. Yet, still we must try. A complex world needs maps more than ever, but it needs better ones. 
Maps have graduated from art and theology to commerce and politics. Now, they need to better reflect demographics, economics, ecology, and engineering. During the early Cold War, America's 64th Topographic Engineer Battalion surveyed rugged terrain such as jungles and minefields from Liberia to Libya and Ethiopia to Iran to help the United States produce more accurate maps for military operations and munitions targeting. By the time of the Vietnam War, it was phased out and replaced by satellites. There is a revolution underway in cartographic technology that is enabling us to reinvent the map, making it a living, moving image of the world. Rather than static 2D on paper, we can now view the world and the trends and relations transpiring within it. In di-